Hello and welcome to this online training about revalidation. My name is Zenia Bray and I am a community pharmacist with an interest in pharmacy education. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions and access useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In today's training, we will look at what revalidation means for pharmacy professionals and what you need to do to meet the GPHC requirements for revalidation. In addition, we will look at what support is available to aid this process. The GPHC states that revalidation is a process which helps show that the trust that members of the public have in pharmacy is well placed. For pharmacy professionals, it is a way of demonstrating that professional skills and knowledge are kept up to date and it provides an opportunity to reflect on areas for personal development and improvement. Through revalidation, we can demonstrate how we provide the safe and effective care that our patients and the public expect, and how we meet the GPHC standards for pharmacy professionals. In 2015, the GPHC, in conjunction with IFF Research, published a review of continuing professional development. It was concluded that on the whole, registrants and CPD assessors were positive about the CPD process, but felt that it could do more to help with personal development. There was a call for greater variety of CPD activities, and feedback on the audit process call and review was that more frequent reviews with individualised feedback would be beneficial. This in turn would help ensure that registrants did not have to enter a backlog of entries and experience difficulties in recalling the details of CPD activities they are participated in. These findings were used in conjunction with further research, evaluation and pilot studies, and in April this year, revalidation was introduced to replace the previous CPD requirements. Starting with registration renewals that are due by the 31st of October 2018, records must be submitted to show that the revalidation requirements have been met every year and this is done at the same time as completing your renewal. The GPHC revalidation framework sets out the details as to what is required. This document includes an overview of the process and includes details and further guidance on the recording, submission, review and feedback processes. Four CPD records are required to be submitted annually starting from September this year and in addition from 2019 an annual peer discussion and a reflective account explaining how one or more of the standards for pharmacy professionals have been met. These records must be relevant to the safe and effective practice of pharmacy and should relate to the context of individual practice including any specialisms that you may have. The entries should demonstrate the GPHC review criteria, which we'll have a look at later in this training session. Entries should relate to activities that you have completed and should be supported with examples of the resulting benefits for people using your services. So for year one, you are just required to submit four CPD records. However, for year two onwards, the requirements are four CPD records, a peer discussion and a reflective account. You will have received details from the GPHC on how to register on the updated MyGPHC system, where you renew your registration and submit your revalidation records. 
you will need a personal email address, your registration number and your activation code supplied by the GPHC. As soon as you have signed up, you can begin to record your CPD. Each year, the GPHC will review a sample of records. This process will start in 2019. Two types of criteria will be used to review your records, core and feedback. The core criteria include that all of the required records have been submitted within the time specified by the registrar and that they cover the 12 months preceding. Records are legible and submitted in a GPHC approved format. The records include only true and accurate information. Records must relate to the activities that you have personally carried out. Patient confidentiality must be respected throughout and any special conditions that have been placed upon your practice have been reflected within these records. If this core criteria is not met, you may be asked to resubmit revised or more records. Feedback criteria is specific to each type of record and it is this that will be used to provide individualised developmental feedback. So let's have a look at revalidation records in more detail. Starting with CPD, you are required to carry out as much CPD as is necessary for you to be able to practice safely and effectively. However, the GPHC only want you to complete and submit four CPD records, all of which should have relevance to the people who use your services. There are two types of activities, firstly planned, where you have identified a need and subsequently carried out specific learning to meet this need, and secondly, unplanned, where an event has happened and provided an unscheduled learning opportunity, for example, reading an article or talking to a colleague. At least two of the four records must be planned learning activities. If selected for review, your CPD records will be reviewed using the CPD feedback criteria in addition to the core criteria we have already looked at. For planned CPD, you should include a description of what you want to learn, the relevance of your learning to your practice, and details on how the learning will affect your practice. Think about your options and why you've chosen a particular one and how you have applied this learning. This should be supported with an example of the resulting benefits experienced by the people using your services. For unplanned CPD, the feedback criteria require a description of the activity which enabled the learning, what has been learnt, and similar to the planned CPD, how this has been applied using a real scenario as an example. Across the four records, you should try to use a variety of learning methods and reflect the context for your practice. If you have multiple roles or specialisms, these should be addressed. The peer discussion is a learning and development activity that encourages pharmacy professionals to engage with others in the reflection of their learning and practice. Having another person's point of view can help you to reflect on your practice and can reduce the potential for professional isolation. Peer discussions should aid your development, but these are not assessments and should not be used as a method to manage performance. On the contrary, they are to help learning through a supportive relationship and open an honest discussion with someone whom you trust and respect. It is your responsibility to choose a suitable peer. A peer should not be allocated to you by someone else. 
The GPHC has produced a number of supporting guidance documents for pharmacy professionals and peers, which, alongside an outline of the peer review process, includes guidance on the selection of a suitable peer. Almost anyone can be a peer providing there are no conflicts of interest, for instance a line manager or trusted colleague, another healthcare or social care professional, or even an expert patient. What is important is that you choose someone who understands aspects of the work you do. The peer discussion can be face-to-face, however it can take place in any other format, for example video link or phone call. It may also be part of a group providing the group discussion is about your development. Before your peer discussion, think about what it is you would like to talk about. Some suggestions from the GPHC include your learning activities carried out during the year, successes or challenges that you may have experienced, critical incidents and quality improvement activities that you have implemented. Think about what information you may need to share with your peer before to help guide the discussion. It is thought that the peer discussion will take about an hour, but further time may be required for planning and post-discussion reflection and recording. Your peer will ask questions about your practice and may offer suggestions for improvement and supportively challenge your assumptions. Within your record, you should include a description of why you have chosen your peer, how the process of peer discussion has changed your practice, and what benefit has there been to the people who use your services. You are not expected to include all the details of the discussion, just a description of the suggestions and changes you have implemented, supported with a real example. Your peer must agree to be named in your record, and an attempt to contact them will be made should your records be reviewed. This is to confirm their roles appear, not about the discussion itself. The GPHC have also produced guidance for employers, which includes information on enabling time and supporting with skills such as coaching and mentoring. The last part of revalidation is the reflective account. This should encourage you to think about how you have met the standards for pharmacy professionals detailed by the GPHC in 2017. The standards are universal regardless of your role and sector of practice. At the start of the year, the GPHC will inform you as to which range of standards they expect to be reflected upon during the year. The feedback review criteria for this activity expects you to provide a brief summary of your practice history for the year and information about whom the typical users of your service may be. You should write a statement detailing how you have met one or more of the standards and provide an illustrative example in support. This will help reviewers to see how you have reflected on the standards and their application in practice. The standards are all interrelated, so a single example is likely to demonstrate how more than one standard has been met. You may find it useful to discuss your reflective account within your peer discussion. So what happens when you complete your GPHC renewal? You should receive an individualised revalidation timeline from the GPHC which details the specific dates for your renewal. At the time of this renewal, you are expected to submit your revalidation records. These will be checked to ensure that you have submitted as required. Starting from January 2019, a selection of records will be reviewed each year. This selection may be targeted or random and may take place at any time after submission. 
you will receive notification in advance if your records are selected. The review process is completed by both a pharmacy professional and a layperson and will be based on both the core review criteria and the feedback criteria. If the core review criteria haven't been met, you may have an opportunity to complete additional activities and resubmit your records. The GPHC will attempt to contact your peer to confirm that the peer discussion took place. If you meet the review criteria, you will be informed and will receive a feedback report to help with your future records. There are a number of organisations who have provided resources to support you in making the transition from CPD to revalidation. The GPHC has produced several guidance documents, including webinars and online presentations, and a variety of examples of each type of record for different sectors and for different areas of practice. These can all be accessed and viewed at www.pharmacyregulation.org. We have now come to the end of this training and we hope you feel more confident about the new GPHC revalidation process. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to take this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.